The advice provided by our parent team experts are not intended or implied as a substitute for professional medical advice nor for medical diagnosis or treatment. Your reliance on the information provided by the experts is at your own risk. Depending on individual and personal facts and circumstances, your medical doctor's recommendation on treatment and management may vary. Please continue to consult your own healthcare professional. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of the Parent Team Podcast, Real Parents Facing Modern Problems Together. This is JC Alelis. And my name is Jelly Victor. This podcast is brought to you by Wyeth Nutrition Parent Team and powered by Podcast Network Asia. All right, Jelly. I am super excited to get this episode started because today it's all about dads. So I have a... I'm going to be taking a lot of notes. I'm so excited about our guest tonight because aside from being a dad, he's also kind of a living legend as far as broadcasting and radio is concerned. Absolutely. I am not a dad, but I'm also going to take down notes, you know, and to help us learn more about what fatherhood and deliberate parenting is all about. Just like you said, a living legend, especially in the broadcast industry. We got the one and only Dennis Polikit. You know him. As Big Daddy Jake or Big D on the show. So you guys tune in as we talk about what it means to be a modern dad. Is there really such a thing as a modern dad? What does being a dad these days really mean? And what is deliberate parenting? So much more. Exciting times ahead. All right, so dads and moms, you better listen up. This is episode two of the Parenting Podcast, Dad Dynamics with Big D. Marriage. Time plays a very important role. So I'm here today to challenge anyone who's married with kids or going to go down that path one day to really think about your time. Pregnancy. Pregnancy is a really great experience. And there can be this amazing feeling of pride. Parenthood. It's about balancing the now with the future while teaching the right habits and hoping that your kids grow up to be great. This is the Parenting Podcast, powered by Podcast Network Asia, brought to you by Wyeth Nutrition. It is another exciting episode of Parent Team. Hey, you guys. For today, we've got Dennis Polikit. Trust me, you know this guy. He is more popular. Popularly known as Big Daddy Jake or Big D. He is a husband to Monica and a father to two sets of twins and a singleton. Do the simple math. That's five kids. That's a whole lot of experience, not just as a father, but of course, as a broadcaster as well. Big Daddy Jake or Big D has been two decades in the business of FM radio. He's worked with the country's top radio stations, and he's currently in uh, 104.3 Capital FM 2. He recently debuted his own podcast. It's called Big D Talks, wherein he talks about fatherhood and deliberate parenting. That's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Please welcome to the Parenting Podcast, Big D. Hello. How you doing? Thank Yay. you so much for having me. Hi. It is my pleasure and a privilege. Thank you. Let me get the oh, kilik out you. of my system. <laughs> no, for real. It's it, it's a big it's a big moment for us, uh, for for Jelly and myself. And uh, thank you, thank you for making time to to be with us in spite of your busy schedule. Oh no no, thank you, thank you for inviting. It could have been somebody else, but thank you for the privilege. Thank you. No, there's nobody else we want to tap for this. 
Nobody else was available. Because of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, everybody else had stuff to do, other stuff to do. Yeah, yeah they had places to go, people to see. People uh, to see. <laughs> but you know what? We want to make the most. We want to make the most of our time with a living legend. Um, oh gosh. I think it's safe Mukha to say. Wala ba ako Very ano lang sir. Very stately po yung itsura nyo pala. I had no idea. It matches your look. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know what I'm gonna look like uh, 20 years from now. Let's say. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. Sorry. Sorry. sorry, sorry. I told you. No, okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's it's in your it's in your radio name. It's in your handle, Big Daddy Jake. Obviously, being a dad is a big deal for you. It's a it's a big part of who you are. Is that safe to say? Uh it didn't start that way. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'd love to hear more about that. We'd love to hear. Tell 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 me more. Tell me more. Well, I I, I grew up with. Uh, I grew up with a father who was always out of the country. Mm. There were things now I wanted to, you know, I wanted to experience as a son, but did not because my father was always out of the country. I loved him. Uh, he was sacrificing for, you know, to, to provide for my mom, me and my sibling, my sister. But, you know, you, you choose between work and having, you know, being with your family. Mm. He had to choose work because it was he had. I, I what, what he had. And so, I grew up mostly without my dad, and I promised myself, now you know, I wouldn't, I was, I was not going to be like that. I did not hate my dad. I love my dad. Of course. But I said I was not going to be like that. I wanted to be deliberate. There okay. you go. I wanted to learn about my, you know, how to be a father. But I didn't start to be, I didn't start out as a father. I needed to mm. learn too. There were so many habits I needed to unlearn and new habits that I needed to learn. Just so our listeners know, um, what are the age groups of your kids, of the five kids? So we also know how long you've been uh, in fatherhood. All right. My youngest girls, twin girls, are 11. My middle children, my boys, are 16 this year. And then my eldest, my princess, is 17 years old in a couple of months. Okay, definitely a lot of experience under your belt. <laughs> 17 years now. Not long enough, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you learn, you learn, you learn. You call yourself a, a work a work in progress, I guess. Always, yeah. always, always a work in progress. But it's if always you were work to, to be done. Definitely. But if you, if you were to distill like what what the essence of being a father is all about, taking all of those 17 years. Taking all of the time before that, uh, when, with your experience as a child to your dad, what, what for you is fatherhood all about? Uh, two things. Number one would be walking the talk. Number two, being deliberate. Walking the talk. I cannot teach my kids anything I do not do. I cannot teach my kids being respectful if they see me disrespect people. I cannot teach my kids be, you know, kindness if they don't, they don't see me being kind. It goes on. Uh, being deliberate, I just don't let my children grow on their own. I don't let the schoolyard teach my children the values I want them to learn. I need to learn those values, practice those values, and then, you know, my children and then empower them, hoping that they grow up, you know, to be uh, using those character traits. I hope they, they learn. You know, 
JC and I are already busy taking down notes because that was just absolutely amazing. Um, and we are just getting started. Uh, out of curiosity, have you noticed if a father's role has actually changed over time? I mean, are you seeing the trend from how our parents were as fathers to the kind of fathers that we encounter now? Has it changed? Fatherhood has not changed at all. I think it has not changed from zero to until today. It's just the way we father that has changed. Okay. I grew up with my, my dad was not the hands-on kind of dad. He was not the deliberate kind of dad, but he worked very, very hard to provide for me and my, you know, my, my sister and my mom. He risked life and limb. He was a ship captain. By the way, so and he was always out. He'd come home a couple for you know a couple of days, then leave again. And to him, that was be that was being a father. He provided. He brought mm. home the bacon mm. because that's what he's supposed to do, right? But you know that kind of fatherhood is kulang na kulang <laughs> because fatherhood is not just about bringing home the bacon. Might as well marry a bank. You know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> hey, you mentioned kulang, so you you feel like. Providing or or being providing that kind of financial support is part of the role of being a dad. It's yes. just not not uh, you know not enough. Yes, uh, it's like the hand. You know, the hand is not just a thumb. It's the forefinger, the middle finger, the ring finger, and then so on and so forth. It's so many things, right? You, you are a provider for your for your uh, for for the needs of your wife and your children. You, you provide for their security emotionally and physically. You, you teach them the values. Just, you can't just let your kids grow up on their own, you know, learning their values from TV, from the newspaper, from their friends, from the internet. Oh, my gosh. And then go, Saan na kung kamali? I mean, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so you, you, have to have the, you, know, you have to have the ending in mind when you want to be a parent, when you are a parent. You want your children to be certain people, you know, certain kind of people. And then you begin from the very start. Because the foundation has to be very deep. Because when your kids grow up, they're going to be shaken by so many storms. The depth of the foundation, the strength of the foundation will dictate how they will, uh, what's the word, uh, you know, prosper or not when the storms do come because they will come. Just, just, just one more follow-up though. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely I feel um, how, how strongly you feel about, about the role of, of, of a dad. But I think what about how do we approach it in terms of being part of a team with the mom. Um, I, I think we, of course, uh, since we're, we're exploring what it's like to be in a parent team, is the role of a dad really fundamentally different from that of the mom? Like you mentioned, um, you know, maybe you grew up in an environment where your dad was away and your mom was left at home. Mm-hmm. For sure, there's a school of thought that says that's okay. Do you, do you believe in that? You know what? Uh, we all try to make the best of what we have. We work what's in our hand, uh, on our hands. But if we have both parents at home, then we have to maximize it, You're right? I mean, you can't blame the single mother or the single dad. Mm. But if you have both mom and dad at home, then they have to work together. It's the difference between the hands and the feet. Not everybody can be the feet. Not everybody can be the hands. So mom and dad have to be partners. Moms have to be nurturing. You know, they have to be caring. The dads have to be the, the tough people, not beating up the kids, but, you know, to teach their children courage, the daring do, you know, the, the, the daring let the kids explore. And there's the mom going, hey, you take care, mag-ingat ka, and so on and so forth. Different roles. And these have to be mm. maximized by both mom and by dad. I love it. 
Love it. Big D, out of curiosity, because you already started off the interview by saying that you grew up with an absentee father. Mm-hmm. You know, he he gave you, he worked with what he knew, yes. which is to provide. Yes. And that's why he is in no way at fault. But that's how you were brought up. How come your parenting is different? Since usually we end up parenting how we were uh how our parents were to us. We kind of emulate that or we follow through with what we were, how we were treated. How come yours is very different? What brought this inspiration about? Uh, well, I didn't want to be how like my dad treated me. My dad never said, I love you. Never gave me a hug. Okay. You know, ne- never held me by my shoulder. Son, I'm proud of you. He wasn't like that, right? I mean, my dad was not a bad man. It was just, he was brought up that way. It was the way he was equipped. And I told myself at some point, I was not going to equip my kids that way. I wanted, my, I wanted my dad to tell me that he loved me. I wanted to, dad, my dad to hug me and tell me that he was proud of me mm-hmm. and that I could do it. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to learn to do that to my children. And so I tell my children every single day, I love them. I hug them every time. I, you know, I tell them I'm proud of them that you can do this because why? I grew up without that. And I don't want my children. To, I want my children to grow up better than me. That's exactly why I wanted to do this. Okay. I hope you don't mind me saying this. I mean this, um, you know, with, with all the respect. You seem fine to me. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, no, you, you seem like a really, really well put together individual. So I guess my question is, what do you see in your kids now that you like uh, that, that seems to be a benefit of you being more, more present or seeing I love you, expressing, expressing that to them. What do you see the difference uh, is between them and you before? Uh, my kids have been at my in-laws place since February because I still go to work three times a week. So we've been away for a long time now. And, and here's the thing. Every single night, my kids would message me to say goodnight and I love you. Oh. I never did that to my, to my dad or my mom. So yeah, okay. it works. Yes, it's the foundation we built as as a couple in our children. Every single day, we tell them that we love them. We love them. Even if, you know they get scolded, we tell them, well, "I love you." This is not to get angry at you, but because there's something we don't, you know, we saw that might cause you pain or you know trouble in you know when you grow up. But we love you anyway. And this is every day. We love. I love them. I I come for random hugs and stuff, and, and it is quote unquote paid off. Mm. It paid off. Mm. Big D, because. Um, yes. I've been brought up similarly with parents not around because my parents are both doctors. So, and I wasn't brought up with Yaya. Oh, yeah. My mom is a doctor. (laughs) So, you know, they were really not around. And similar to you, they think that parenting is really just to provide. Now, I can attribute many of the things I like about myself to the fact that my parents were not around, so I had to learn it on my own. And I like that about myself. How do you ensure, like, just like JC noticed, you look, you, you come off pretty great and well put together for us. How come you still wanted to change your parenting style? I mean, you turned out great. Don't you think that you can probably parent your kids the same way and they'll still turn out great? Uh. I, I've like you know I'm I'm a work in progress still it, it it never stops my children even though you know they I make them sound so wonderful there's still a, a lot of you know 
work that's got to be to be done. And I I deliberately surrounded myself with people who will correct me. Who correct me like Dennis, you know what? Your wife says Ganito ka daw sa bahay. Okay. You know, and, and so I tried to correct it, right? And, and and my wife is too. She surrounded herself with people who correct her too, hold her accountable. And then, you know, my children are being, I, I have, uh, have their mentors, you know, and they talk to the mentors. And they, they tell the mentors, si papa ganito sa bahay, si, si mama ganito sa bahay. And these people come to us and, hey, Kuya D, sabi ni ganito, ganyan daw, ganyan. Oh, okay, thank you very much. And so there's, there's, uh, there's so much accountability happening. So I, I know, you know, that, that it's not over. There's still so much to be done. Would you go as far as saying that you, you mentioned, of course, you love, you love your dad, but do you, do you uh, feel like your relationship with your kids now, because of how you parent, is better than your, your relationship as a child to your dad because of what you're doing? In a way, yes. However, it's apples and oranges. I don't think my dad had the same exposure I had. My, dad, my dad's growing up years were different from mine. Mm. Uh, his experiences are different from mine. And so I can't really say that his parenting was not as good as I am to my children now because not to, you know, I mean, not to be mayabang, but I'm sure he's planted so many seeds in me that has helped me change myself. Okay. With others' help too, of course. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I cannot take credit where credit is not due. But thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking your kids must be, must be very open to you in terms of communication. Like you mentioned that they say, they say I love you. They express themselves. Do they, do they share their secrets with you? Do they, are they open with their problems? Every single one of them. Uh, that's another thing because I was not able to tell my, my parents my problems. I made sure. That I have a, my parents, my parents, my kids know that I am their friend, but I am their parent first. That I will okay. not tell them anything just because I'm mean, having a bad day and so I dump it on them. I don't do that. Okay. So, um, I make sure that when I tell them these things, I tell them this for their own good. I'm not benefiting any from it. Because ultimately, it's their life. It's their decisions that will decide where they're going to be taken. It's their beliefs. It's their character that will decide who they'll be when they grow up. Little habits now, they're going to, you know, they're going to, grow up with these little habits and it's, you know, it's going to be either for their benefit or for, you know, total opposite. And speaking of accountability, mm-hmm. I ask my kids, how am I doing as a dad? I, I do it occasionally, wow. well, not occasionally, regularly. Yeah. How am I as a dad? What do you think? I want you to be honest because, you know, I'm giving you a chance not to tell me the truth. Well, you know, mm-hmm. like, this, like this, and I have to sit there and go, oh gosh, okay. <laughs> I asked the question. Okay, dad, you better sit down for this. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, make sure you say the right thing. Otherwise, I get your phone. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> I, I, I like that. Accountability from getting it from your kids. How am I doing as a parent? I mean, at work, we, we're asked by, you know, we ask people, how am I doing? Or, you know, some offices, they have accountability with their bosses, supervisors. We have to do it with our children. They're our first, you know, customers. I mean, we can leave work. They can kick us out. Children, wife. Man, these are people we're with all our lives. We need to know what they They're think stuck about with us. us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's true. They need to know. That, 
Philippines. Tama nga naman. Kung may mga feedback forms sa mga businesses, why not a feedback form at home? Mismo. That's right. Okay. <laughs> uh, since you've already established that you are a parent first and then a friend next, mm -hmm. don't you are, are you having problems disciplining your kids? Uh, because you still want to be their friend and you don't want to change that relationship. But do you ever have a problem disciplining them? Okay. Discipline and control are two different things. Hmm. When I discipline them, it's because I want to teach them something. Right? Like this, this little habit of yours, you're going to bring it and, you know, to outside. And then, you know, it's going to affect how your relationships will be or how your work's going to be and so on and so forth. Them doing it is another thing. Right? Although I try to teach them, I correct them every single time. But it doesn't mean I'm going to have to, you know, I, I get to a point where I beat them up just to do, you know, just for them to do what I want them to do. It doesn't happen though. Because ultimately, they are their own people. They have their own minds. They have their own character, their mindset. What I do, however, is point them in the direction of people who I think can guide them. You know, remember how I told you that they, they talk to people who hold them accountable? I pass them to these people, you know, whom I trust to, to guide them. Not drive them or, you know, or, or make them act like robots, but just inform uh, decisions and, and uh, the mindsets and so on and so forth. It's to help them because... I think when my kids like turned 13, it they had they needed to stop worrying about uh, uh, around them. I needed to stop being a helicopter because they're 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 grown ups. You know, they can make their decisions. I'm hoping that the discipline and the values and the character we and my wife and I, you know, will taught them from zero to 12. You know, we hope that these things cemented, you know, got cemented in them already. And by 13, they I hope we're hoping that they use the the discipline. You know that we've instilled upon them. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. We're only quiet because we're absorbing. <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to we're trying to apply it in our own lives. <laughs> I'm going to talk about, I guess, one of the elephants in the room. Go ahead. As far as as far as discipline is concerned, what's your stand about spanking? Oh, uh, spanking. I, I use the rod on my children. We call it the rod. The rod. I, I never use it out of anger. Mm. Yes. Uh, I never use it when I'm not in the mood. It's always, you know, right after they did something they were not supposed to do. No hitting sibling. No, I don't know, screaming, no disrespecting, and so on and so forth. And we tell them, this is, you know, I have to give you the rod. So you remember the pain, you know, for doing these things because when you grow up, these things can be, you know, it's going to be a whole lot more than, you know, this rod right here. This is going to be a whole lot more, you know, there's going to be a whole lot more pain than the rod that you're about to feel. You know, we, you know, may one or two rods, you know, spank. Of course, it, it has to hurt, right? But, you know, again, disciplining your kid is not beating them up, all right? Never use your hands. The hands there's should be used there's to show line. love, to hug them, bring them in. Okay. Yes. It ha there has to be, if you want to use the chanelas, go ahead. You know, basta, no hands, no hands. They're okay. meant to love people, right? So after, after, you know, they get spanked, I bring them in. I ask them, do you know why you got spanked? And I make sure that they understand. When they don't understand, I explain. Mm. I don't spank anymore, of course. I explain. Okay. And then I hug, I hug them. I love you. Remember, no matter what you do, you are loved. I just don't want you growing up to be this kind of person. I don't want you growing up hating people, hitting people, you know, 
screaming at people. I, we want you to be kind and loving and gentle and understanding. You know? And then I give them a hug. I love you no matter what. I still do. Yeah. I mean, I don't spank my kids anymore. They're grown up, right? But when I correct them, I tell them, <laughs> you know what? This is for your benefit, not mine. I love you. This is what, why I'm doing this for you. Because if I didn't love you, I'd let you, be, I'd let you jump off that cliff and applause, you know, applaud you while, you while you fall down. But I'm not that kind of parent. So I'm correcting you, and then I'm showing you that I love you by doing this. Just, and just as a last, the last follow-up to that, that train of thought, what I love about uh, having you as a guest is you, you got kids that are way older than Kamini Jelly. We have, we have toddlers, basically. So we don't know. Oh, uh, we don't know. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. We, ha- we have a long way to go. So we, don't, yeah, we don't have the benefit of you know, um, seeing trial and error. Yeah, we don't have the benefit of trial and error. We don't, we don't see the results of what we're doing. And I think that's true for a lot of our listeners. You know, we have to go on faith. We have to go on the advice of, of people who have gone before, like you. Um, do you see any, any concrete benefits from your older kids? Or do, do they tell you, you know what, buti na lang, dad, you did this, buti na lang, you were strict with me. Do, do you ever hear that from your older kids? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No. But that would be but nice, hey. right? Never think <laughs> no, but I've not been called to school for, you know, for okay. violence, for disrespecting somebody, for hitting somebody because, you know, it's so, I, you know, when I talk to the teachers, is there anything I should know? No, your, your children will behave. They're kind, they're gentle, they listen. I go, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay. Um, since you're making it a point to really be present for your kids, what is your take on quantity and quality time? Ah, I, I had a conversation. I asked somebody, Chinkitan, I asked him, uh, what's better, quality time? Or quantity time. He goes, listen, do you go to your kid? Eto anak, five minutes ang bigay ko sa'yo, ha? Nam-namin mo. Pati yung accent. Pati yung accent, kuhang-kuha. Go on. For children, quality time is quantity time. We have to spend as much time with our children. Those little toddlers of yours, you wake up tomorrow, they're teenagers. Trust me. Trust me. Spend as much time, you know. I, I'm glad I grew up, you know, with, with a community. Well, I grew old with a community that, that made sure that the priorities are wife, children, work. So when it comes to making decisions, it's I don't get conflicted. I've already made my decision, which is more important. And so when my wife needs me, I tell my boss, my wife needs me. If, you know, there's so much to be done at work, I'll do it tomorrow. Besides, if, you know, if there's so much to be done at work, that means I didn't do my work. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I didn't work hard enough that I needed. I still have to do stuff today, tomorrow. Mm. So you So it's it's always a priority. And again, 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 like I said, the kids grow up so fast. The kids grow in in my head. They're all like two years old, one year old, and yet they're seventeen, sixteen, and and twelve actually this year. So you I I needed to spend my time with. I need to spend my time. So it's a it's a deliberate decision. Deliberate decision. To be with my children and my wife. 
Big D, just to clarify, since we're talking about uh, time, quantity is quality time with the kids. What's your take on parents who are seated right next to their kids, but they're on their phones? Uh, but they're spending time together. They're, they're all together they're on one couch. They're not. Uh, and, and that's the thing. Uh, that's another distraction. That is not quality or quantity time. You're still not with your children. It has to be okay. delivered. Uh, in our family, we have what uh, we we're all um, Androids. You're using Android. We have what we call Family Link. It's an app. It's a free app, mm. and I control the hours everybody uses. Oh, that is and, nice. Including the apps, <laughs> including the apps they can download. So they have to ask me if I could uh, approve the apps that they're downloading. Of course, the older children, I trust them, but I know the apps on their phone. But I put limits: three hours, four hours, five hours. It depends. And then dinner time, we talk. No phone. It, it automatic one week. By the way, my children use their phones only on the weekends. And if I say one week confiscation, that means they're not going to use their phone during the weekend. Oh, wow. So sometimes, you know. Yeah. Your 17-year-old yep. uses her phone only on weekends? Yes. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo to you, Big D. No, I mean, but wait, sorry. Let me go I let her bring her phone to school because sometimes they use it, but I monitor it because of the app. So I know yeah. but when she gets home, the phone, you know, is uh, uh, cut and everybody gets to use their phone at five o'clock Friday. And then you have to give them all in after dinner on Sunday. That's so cool. <laughs> I, I, I need one of those eventually. <laughs> I'm sure you also. <laughs> But you have as a, as a as a parting shot for for this particular uh, train of thought. Do you have any advice for for parents like me and Jelly who have smaller kids? And right now, everyone is at home. the The boundaries between work and family time are so blurred, and everyone you know obviously needs to make a living also. But your your kids are right there. Do you have any advice um, for for everyone, but especially for parents like us with smaller kids? Mm. Prioritize. You just really need to prioritize. You can't give more time to work. You know, you, you have to make a decision. You have to commit to it. You know, I, today I will spend this many hours uh, for work, and then I will spend the rest of my children. Yes, you need to yawn. When you when you when you I know it's a little morbid, but when you're dead. You know, and then your children talk about you. How was your How was your dad or how was your mom? sakit right? How was it growing up? I don't remember now because you know, my my dad was always so busy. You know, he was always on his computer or he was always on his phone. that's me. I want my children to say, "Oh yeah, he spent time with us. He talked with me. He hugged me. He told me he loved me. He corrected me." You because. I've attended too many funerals. Uh, when you talk to the children, ah, you know what's funny? I don't remember. Like, how? Oh. Or I wish, yeah. so on and so forth. Yes, exactly. Actually, my dad passed away like 15 years ago. Never once told me he loved I never got a hug from him. Break the cycle. Yes. Break the cycle. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, we'll get into details this time around. Okay. If you want your kids to grow up healthy, and we're talking physically, emotionally, and socially, what are we supposed to do? Let's start off with getting them to be physically healthy. Uh, How do you get them to eat right? 
Natawa na lang. <laughs> Are you talking to me? <laughs> And, well, I, I can't. I mean, again, as a parent, we have to walk the talk. I, I'm a failure as far as being healthy is concerned. Next subject. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> no, but seriously, because if there's anything you want your children to do, to learn, to, you know, to absorb, we have to walk the talk. If you want our kids to be okay. kind, we have to be kind. We have to be forgiving. We have to be patient. I, I tried putting my kids through sports, football, and stuff like that. But, you know, because they don't see me play anymore. And so they don't. Um, so, so you mentioned that they're in your, in your parents' house or your in-laws' house? At your in-laws. In-laws' house, yes. How, how, how is everyone doing? I mean, school has basically stopped. I mean, I think, I think they were able to technically finish Um, the, the previous school year, but how is everyone doing in terms, like emotionally, how is everyone coping, especially now? Uh, that's the thing. I, I talk to my children every day. I get to visit them, you know, three times a week. I, I stay at the garage. They're inside the kitchen door. We say hi to each other, you know. Uh, we say, I love you, I love you, I miss you, and, and that's it. That's, you know, I, when I get home, I talk to them. Is there anything You want to tell me? Are you okay? Are you afraid? Uh, do you have anything you want to talk about? And normally, they, you know, they'd say once in a while they're asking when this is all over because they want to come home and all that. But, but also, you know, I'm pretty blessed that my mother-in-law is a professional counselor. Oh, perfect! So it helps a lot. Yeah. So they get processed often. But it's fine. It's fine. That is the best household to place your kids in because whatever it is that they're going through, they, they can easily open up. Galing! That is very convenient. And it's your mother-in-law, so it's free. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Very much. <laughs> oh, thank you na lang. Mismo. <laughs> We send food once in a while. We'll go into terminologies now. We often hear it. It's been written about Modern dad. What is that to you? Oh, uh, gosh. I don't know. I've, I, when I see a, an article that says modern dad, I, I skip it. I don't read it. Really, I don't. Uh, I, I have to be very straight. No labels. Huh? No labels for you. Yeah. Well, technically, there is one label. I don't really use it. My family and I, uh, we believe that fatherhood should be based on the Bible. That, that's, that's just it. Everything and anything I do to my children, I read from the Bible. And that, that's it. And that's the only parenting style I, I want to do. I totally get that, you know, some of those work for other people. I don't take it against them, right? I mean, just because I like adobo doesn't mean okay. everybody has to like it. But it works for my family, and I believe, you know, it's how my family should be raised. And so I do my father, uh, fatherhood biblically based. My, my parenthood will prove to be good. If my children grow up to be the kind, gentle, loving, forgiving people, I hope they, they grow up to be. Otherwise, I just talked the talk and did not walk the walk. You know, I'm, I've, I'm trying to raise my children, you know, far for far longer a time, you know, when, when I'm long gone. How do you create a balance, though, between being present Your, your deliberate parenting, which is making sure that you're not allowing them to grow on their own versus spoiling them and not allowing them to grow their own 
backbone, not allowing them enough independence to be able to do things for themselves. How do you create a balance? Uh, I actually let my kids, uh, I, we raise our kids to be independent. Uh, the only thing we don't want them to do is, number one, to talk back at their parents, to, to be disrespectful, to give me dirty looks. Oh, gosh, no. No. If they, they do not agree with me, then they tell me about it, but nicely. If they have a problem with me, tell me about it, but nicely. You know, I want my children to be able to, to say what's on their mind, but politely. I want my kids to stand up for themselves, but, you know, for doing the right things, not because, you know, they just don't, don't want to be held accountable. So now they, knew, uh, they know what to do. So when, you know, I said I'm going to kick them out after college. At least alam nila anong gagawin nila. Oh, they can stay home. I mean, they can stay home, but they have to pay rent after college. I like that. Oh, I like that. That is yeah. good. Responsibility. They need to learn early. It's a win-win. Win-win. Oh, heck yes. yes. <laughs> They're going to pay for my electricity. Whoop! <laughs> Kidding. Hey, so this is this has been this has been bugging me also. I, I think a big part of a big part of growing up is really you know having friends, um, having a barcada. How do you how do you involve yourself in in your kids' friends? And do you have any? I mean, siempre kasunod na ng being friends, maybe romantic involvement. Do they have? Boyfriend, girlfriend, do you do you involve yourself? In What's that? your take on them having love lives? <laughs> my I built my relationship my relationship enough with my children that they can open up to me. I mean, I don't. I'm sure there are things they don't want to open up to me at this point, but you know, a lot of things they still open up anyway. And especially if it's about a girl nor a guy, I I don't overreact. I go okay. Mm, I see, but inside, like, who's that guy? I'm gonna beat him up. But of course, no. They just talk him on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I go, Selena, show me, show me, show me. <laughs> they, that, I let them show me on Facebook. No, but seriously, um, I, my wife and I, kasi, uh, we, we had three kids my oldest and my uh, first set of twins. Uh, we had them out of wedlock. Mm. And, and because we were not prepared, and really, that's the truth, we were not prepared. It, it was hard for us. And we told them that, you know what, it was hard for your mom and I because we were mm. not prepared. I mean, mm. to make a long story short, it was hard for us. And we tell them that. You know, once also you, you have a girl or a boyfriend, your, your focus will change. Yeah. Because now you won't, you won't want to study. You're going to want to have mm. to, you know, spend time with your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Sure, you, you'll probably say, yeah, but I have classmates. Maybe, but not everybody's like that. You know, mm. I mean, personally, that's my experience. Nung nag-college ako, nagka-girlfriend ako, tapos na-college ko. And so on and so forth. <laughs> so, ganun. So, you know, we, but we, we let them naman. We don't really stop them, but we just warn them what's out there. Kasi, ang advice lang namin sa kanila, if you're really not, you know, uh, looking uh, to get married, why be in a relationship? You're just guaranteeing yourself a heartbreak. And, mm. and buti na lang, thank you, Lord. Kasi may mga kaibigan sila, nagkakaganon, nagkakanobyo, nagkakanobya, and heartbreak. Pero enough, because, you know, hindi pa talaga ready. Not everybody's mature, mm. you know, at that yeah. age. And so, nagkakahiwalay. So nakikita nila parang, oh, you know, and then they'll come to me, you know what, Pop? Sabi nga niya, ano, ganyan, oo nga, you're right, Papa, no? Kasi my classmate, ganyan, or my friend, ganyan. Mm. Kaya, yeah. So ganun lang. Kahit papano, parang they're learning vicariously through the friends. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Kasi sabi ko sa kanila anak, you know, I mean, a heartbreak is the worst thing you can wish on other people. I mean, sabihin mo nang sumakit sana ng ngipin mo or sumakit sana ulo mo, madapa ka sana. Pero sabihin mo sana mawasak yung puso mo, sakit no. Really no. And my children understand it. So yun, they don't, they don't. They have crushes, they tell me, but as as far as nakakatuwa, here's a story. My son, you know, meron siyang quote unquote admirer and the girl was crying to my eldest daughter. Kasi sabi, ate, si, si Joaquin, I told him I liked him, but you know what he said? I, mean, I really don't want to be in a relationship right now. I just want to focus on my studies. La! Oh, diba? And I go, La! La! <laughs> yeah. Exactly. La casa. La casa. <laughs> so, ganun. Again, I don't stop them. I just, you know, give them scenarios. But I tell them, hindi lahat ganito. But would you like to take the risk that this could happen to you? Okay, first chance. Yun. Ang dami, ang dami really, pa namin tanong. Ang dami pa namin yeah, I'm really enjoying <laughs> Feeling ko after this, ano, tatawagin ko lang si Big D to get more tips, <laughs> to get more pieces of advice. I, uh, well, Go we're ahead. going to have to wrap this up, but I know it would be difficult to sum up parenting in just a few words. But if you were to give the main nuggets of wisdom to young parents out there from what you've experienced the last 17 years, what is it you'd like to equip the parents like JC and myself out there? Uh, gosh, just two or maybe three. I'll start with a son. If you have a son and you want your, your son to be, uh, you know, to be the way you are, then you have to treat mom well. You have to treat mom with, with respect you have to show son that you love his mom. You have to show son that you treat his mom well, that you, you show your wife that you love her, tell her that you love her. Because everything that we do as fathers, our son, you know, will learn. Mm-hmm. If we, they see us disrespect their mom and they think they're going to grow up getting a wife, they can disrespect. They can push around. They can scream. At, they can cuss at. Because it's okay. Daddy did it. Mm-hmm. Now, as, as dads to daughters, I cannot speak for being a mom, by the way. I'm sorry. But for dads to daughters, you need to show their mom the same. How it is to be loved. How it is to be respected. That we treat, mm. to be treated nicely and kindly and gently and be forgiving to their moms. Because they will see that and expect my husband should be like my dad. Because if mm. they see dad hurting mom, screaming at mom, disrespecting mom, and doing things, they're, they're, you know, stuff to their mom, they're going to grow up thinking, it's okay for my husband to do these things to me. Why? Because mm. it's okay for daddy. And that pretty much is parenthood. We have to walk the talk. If you want our children to be kind, to be loving, to be forgiving, to be gentle, and, and so on and so forth, we have to show the way as fathers. Be deliberate about it. You know what? I was, I was phrasing this as a question a while ago, but I think, I think the, your stories and your insights kind of uh, answered answered uh, the question already. My takeaway from from what we've what we've heard from you is that you know um, being a dad, you're not gonna get it right away. I mean, for sure, when you started out 17 years ago, I think I think kayo na mismo nagsabi big D that at the start you were you were kind of grasping, you 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 weren't really sure. But um, if you put in the work. I mean, you talk about walking the talk. Walking is work. Walking is walking makes you sweat. 
Yes. You know, so you got to put in walk, walking. And tired. Right. You got to put in the work. It's all about uh, the effort, I guess. Yes. Effort. Deliberate effort. Hindi chamba yun. Trabajo. Hindi chamba. Exactly. <laughs> My takeaway is that whatever it is we employ in other aspects of our life has to apply to us as parents as well. If you're all about consciousness and mindfulness in terms of your practice, it has to be mindful, conscious, deliberate parenting as well. Like you're not just going about your business, not thinking about the consequences. You think about what what your actions would mean to your kids, how it's going to be translated and absorbed by the kids. If you're being mindful and deliberate at work, you have to be mindful and deliberate at home as well. You know, you can't segregate the two. You have to take whatever it is that you're doing in every single aspect of your life straight into parenting as well. It, it definitely reflects in how you parent Thank you so much for spending time with us. No worries. Thank you. It's a privilege. Thank you very much for inviting me. I think JC and I will become better parents. We got great insights from you just from this episode alone. And I'm pretty sure our listeners will feel the same way. Thank you so much, Big D. Thank you. God Thank you, Big D. And your children. And you your guys family. take care. You too. Thank Bye-bye. You. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Parent Team Podcast. Real parents facing modern problems together. Brought to you by YF Nutrition Parent Team and powered by Podcast Network Asia. For updates on the show, please make sure to subscribe to the Parent Team Podcast on all podcast platforms. Yep, yep. And for more YF Nutrition Parent Team content, visit www.yfparentteam.com.ph.